This episode is brought to you in part by Thrive Cosmetics and Lightstream. We thank them for making our show a possibility. Mm-hmm. Lightstream is the nation's premier online consumer lender. They offer low-interest, fixed-rate loans from $5,000 to $100,000 for practically any purpose. I am a lesbian. Black, queer, human being. We are two gay dads. I am a transgender man. Trans woman. Bisexual, non-binary, single parent by choice. Can I ever have nice things? I just want nice things. <laughs> he just got spit up on. <laughs> What's up, E? Oh, it's one of those days. It's, it's Indigenous People's Day. Yes. this. I know this won't air, but, but we're recording this day. on Indigenous People's Day. And you know, it's yeah. funny. I was, I had the, cause I have my, I had my son home for the morning and then my wife took him so I could do the recording, which is wonderful. And I love that my wife helped me out with parenting. Thank God I have a wife who, who is a good co-parent and helpful on these days off that are not really days off. But like I had um, the TV on while uh, Ryan and I was playing. I had the news on in the background and it's the Columbus Day Parade on TV. And I'm like, but what about, because there's this whole huge party happening for Indigenous Peoples Day on Randall's Island in the city. It was, it's a mm-hmm. two-day event. It's this whole thing. I don't see any footage of that happening. So we still got a long ways to go. But we're celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day. I'm absolutely celebrating that. And uh, I think every day is Indigenous Peoples Day, considering the land is stolen property. Mm-hmm. And we're still sitting on it. We sure are. We're sitting on the land of the Lenape people. Over here. Yes, the Lene Lenape. Okay. Here in, in, yes, this area. And you know what? They actually told me that I'm not a part of the people who stole the land. No offense to everybody out there who's part of that group. This is what I was told by a tribal person from the Lene Lenape tribe in, uh, where is it? Piscataway? It's New Jersey. Anyway. So I'm absolved. Okay. I did nothing wrong ever in life. Okay. We'll, no, I'm we'll full take of shit. That, I've we'll done lots of things. We'll take that to your grave. We got, I got you there. That works. That works fine. Yes. What is this thing with Velma is gay? Was there you, a question? Did you not know question? about this? Did I you, mean, I never questioned it. I know. Everybody's always known. But they, they just did this whole new like Halloween Scooby-Doo special. And the conservative media and, you know, that side is all up in arms because there's oh, this God. scene. Well, there's this scene with Velma where she like cites this this like lesbian looking woman and there's it's 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 an obvious they're making Velma gay and then like the girl touches her at one point and she goes <gasps> like <laughs> it's like such a cute it's so cute it's wholesome but she has a crush on a girl and right wing media is up in fucking arms they're like they're they bring of course they're doing the arguments where well now or what are we going to take it to bestiality and our Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo gonna make out, but Velma's fucking gay, and I'm all about it. And um, I knew she was gay. And my, I just, and she was banging Daphne, by the way. Well, I don't know about that. Possibly, da- I could see Daphne going there too. But no, but Daphne and the the blonde dude are always Fred, they, kissing. Yeah, but, but it was behind. They're the like, scene. why are they sexualizing Scooby Doo? I'm like, and then I shared something on our social media where they show. There's like images of Daphne and Fred kissing. There's images of Daphne like getting undressed. I'm like, what do you mean? Why are we all of a sudden sexualizing Scooby-Doo? It's, it's already been done. And all this girl did was look at a girl and go, oh. <laughs> you know I mean? And everything like, is sexualized. That's what on. gets me about them when they go talking about this bullshit. 
marriage, heterosexual and heteronormative marriage is pressed hardcore in this goddamn universe, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know about the universe. I only know about the globe or the earth, whatever. But it's just... It's ridiculous. But they see two women, two men, or a trans couple kissing or Forget touching. about it. And lo and behold. We have pissed them all off. It's all over. This, the world is going to shit. It's not. It's actually a much better world because we're all in it. That's what I say. But it's funny. My cousin was just visiting with her daughter. And her daughter and her group of friends are all going as the Scooby-Doo characters. And she's playing Velma. And I was like, oh, my God, Velma's gay, girl. And she was like, yeah, yeah, no shame, no problem whatsoever. And I'm like, you know what? The young people today are going to change the world. Like, because they don't see an issue if about somebody's sexual identity, somebody's gender identity, the kids that I know, at least. So hopefully the kids just change the world for the better for us because we're we're doing a poor job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just... I live such a gay life outside of the media, which I, I got to be honest, don't watch. I know you've been pushing me to scroll more, but I hate everything right now. I hate social Uh-oh. media. It's so much trash. Except for and the If honestly, Overs Could Talk podcast social media pages. He loves those. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, because <laughs> it's good, wholesome queerness. Exactly. You're tripping. Speaking of which, you met my boy. Mm-hmm. He's a very nice Young man, I like him a lot. We're going we're gonna to be best oh. friends. I already feel it. I already feel it. Yeah, he was telling me. He was like, I'm really tall, Mom. <laughs> he was so happy to <laughs> be taller than an adult. Tall next to me. Everybody. But you're an adult. Like, when he's taller than adults, he's like, oh, my gosh, I might end up being seven feet tall. Oh, my God. So he, he loved it, but it oh, was great you guys got to meet. I know. It was oh, fun. It was fun. It's the beginning of a beautiful relationship. But let's move, yes. let's move forward. Let's move on to our quarterly PSA about Patreon. (laughs) Y'all know we have a Patreon community that helps us create this content for you. But what you don't know is you might not know. Actually, you probably know. But this podcast generates really very little money. And um, all of the money we make really goes into production costs. And that's the truth. And we really do want to make this show bigger. We want to continue bringing these stories to you and so that's why we always ask you to join our patreon community and help us out yeah and we've got various tiers that's t-i-e-r-s not t-e-a-r-s in our patreon community (laughs) (laughs) starting at just two bucks a month two bucks a month i mean come on to hear this melodious voice and jay's melodious award-winning voiceover voice Come on, drop I mean, some coin. Or just, you know, listen for free. That's fine, too. <laughs> no, it's no longer fine! In the space of accessibility and making it available for all, this will always be available to you. But if you want to help us out, if you do, we're here. And you can go to our Patreon community at patreon.com slash talk to join. Do it. Come on, support what you like to hear. Is there any other podcast you can go to and get top quality interviews from queers all over the globe honestly we've interviewed people all over the world Mm -hmm. and you're hearing it here first so don't just help us out pay for what you use folks pay for what you use all right i'm done i'm (laughs) off my soapbox all right let's get to our guest josie is a queer non-binary latinx fertility acupuncturist and is also the owner of intersectional fertility Yes, which is a reproductive healthcare resource for queer, trans, and non-binary folks with wombs, especially people of the global majority 
to acquire the knowledge and practices needed to conceive and feel supported, seen, and valued through their fertility journey. Yes, and that was taken directly from Josie's amazing website, intersectionalfertility.com, which you're going to go check out after you listen to Josie's interview. Josie also is a parent and has got a really touching coming out story, and I don't want to give any more away. I don't think you do either, E. I think we need to just get into this interview. All right. Beulah, what do you want? I'm Helen. I'm not Beulah. Oh, my God. I'm Beulah. <laughs> All right. Let's say it together, okay. Helen. All right. <laughs> There's so many voices coming out of you right now. I don't even know. Helen and Beulah are our fake assistants, if you don't know. We don't have assistants because we don't make enough money to, to have assistants. But Helen what and Beulah are both going to roll the tape. Because they're in a relationship and they are glued at the hip right now. All of a sudden, our assistants are loving tell each other. Everybody, okay, I mean, Jamie. all right, <laughs> just roll the tape. Roll the tape. All right, roll the tape. <laughs> Hello, Josie. Hi, Josie. Hi. It is so great to see you. So great to meet you. Yes. Thanks for coming and joining our ovaries. Yeah. And I love your glasses. Oh, I got to say that right off the bat because I'm about to get a new pair because my eyes are not getting better. Surprisingly, I know we're all surprised. Mm. And Josie, you're coming to us from Colorado. Mm-hmm. Let's get into your 30-second elevator pitch. You're going to mm. tell us who you are and why you are here talking with us today. Very exciting. And I'm going to count you in. All right. One, two, go. Ah. Okay. So I'm a fertility acupuncturist. Um, I'm also the founder of... Um, it's called Fertile. It's a five-week online fertility program um, where I teach my fertility method called the Whole Self Fertility Method. Um, I am also the host and creator of the Intersectional Fertility Podcast. And I'm a parent. I just got married to my partner a few weeks ago. Oh, no, don't stop. I'll Keep stop going. There. <laughs> no, don't stop. Don't stop. We never stop you. Keep going. Don't stop. So, and then I have two kiddos who just turned ah. uh, eight and 10. They are both Leos. So it's, it's quite a, an extravaganza every August. Fiery house. That's yeah. fun. Fiery house. Well, congratulations. Congratulations on the and happy birthday nuptials. to them. Yes. Thank you. Newlywed. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Should we just jump in? Because I'm like, yeah. so how did you meet? What's going on? How's life? <laughs> well, since this is the Queer Families podcast, obviously, mm-hmm. we want to deep dive into your family and, and how it all came about. And then, you know, talk about how you fell into the line of work you're doing now, because I have yeah. a feeling there is a correlation to the two. Totally. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> my wife and I met um, five years ago, right on the heels of my divorce from mm. the father of my kiddos. And so that was a bit tricky. <laughs> a little bit. Just yeah, a little bit, probably. A little bit. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, after my divorce, I came out kind of for the second time. I was a little bit out in college. As and you had a do. queer relationship in college. <laughs> yeah, totally. As you I do. I had one of those too. <laughs> yeah. And so I just, um, it kind of felt like, yeah, I felt like, oh, I was on the right track there for a minute. And then I kind of circled back to it, you know, many years later. But so I came out and then um, met my wife and I already had, you know, two small kiddos at the time. So now we're a blended family and it's been all about learning about step parenting and being a blended queer family. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and then I I've, I came out as non-binary, let's see, maybe a year and a half 
to two years ago. I'm forgetting exactly now. We, we did it at the Thanks. same time. How are you experiencing your non-binary journey? I know we make a, a slight yeah. joke because I'm always sheing myself. So yeah. Jamie came up with don't she yeah. eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it's a process for me. Please tell us about totally. your process a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that because, um, cause you know, I've li- I'm 43, so I've lived, you know, a lot of my life, um, as a woman. And when this, you know, coming out and realizing that I was non-binary felt so right. It also feels, um, so frustrating to be constantly misgendered, um, and I get it, you know, I, I understand why I am constantly misgendered, but um, yeah, it's it's been a process of of trying to both advocate for myself and also to try to not take it personally in certain situations. So it's been tricky, but I will say like, it's been an amazing, I think, learning experience for my kiddos. I think they've been really receptive and some of my biggest supporters with coming out as non-binary. That's awesome. The kids are amazing. Well, some kids. I'm going to have you talk to mine. He I is guess, uh, right. resistant. <laughs> How old are your Uh-oh. kiddos, E? Uh, I have one who is 11. Okay. Going on 35. 11. And it's not okay. that he's resistant and a negative. He's not being negative. It's just. Mm-hmm. he's having a hell of a time getting it too. And he gets frustrated. Right. He's like, oh, I didn't mean to say she or them, mom, but mom is a she. And I'm like, you're right. right. We got to figure some things out. Wife is a she too. So I'm learning mm-hmm. where I care and where I don't. Totally. And I think in terms of the title mom or mother too, like that's something that I've been um, navigating with my kids because I like the title mom. But I don't, you know, and I don't think it needs to be a gendered yes. word, actually. I mean, it it is, you know, in our culture. But, like, I think what we're trying to do is take the gender out of it and just, you know, have a different definition of mothering and of, of mom. So that's been interesting to explore. Awesome. E, we have to talk about Thrive Cosmetics. Mm. I love their products. Cause is in the name for a reason. Their company serves good causes and they make good products. I love them. Nice. Tell us about them. I don't mind if I do. Their beauty and skincare products are made with clean ingredients, meaning they have no parabens, no sulfates, no phthalates. They are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. There's so many wonderful causes that I can get 100% behind and I think you would too, E. And not to mention that their products freaking work. I love them. They must. What's this mask you keep telling me about? Also, didn't you say you're mailing it to me? I haven't gotten yes. anything. Yes, I have it. I have it. I'm mailing it to you. You have to use it. I keep forgetting to bring it to you. Um, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. I promise. But the Overnight Sensation Brightening Sleep Mask. A miracle in a bottle, E. It's easy. You put it on at night. You go to sleep. You wake up looking crazy refreshed. It's a miracle. It restores, it hydrates, it rejuvenates your skin overnight. It also smells really nice. Okay. And I like to smell good. <laughs> Yo, I really need you to bring me that mask. I mean, I, I love a good, very simple, very clean, good smelling skin routine. Me too. You know what else is easy? Their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. This mascara really does make your eyes pop. It makes, it makes your eyelashes like so long and it has this easy removal Thing in it, I don't know. They use this tubing formula, which makes the mascara just slide right off your lashes with water when you take it off. It's amazing. 
All you need is warm water and a washcloth, no soap. And there's no smudging. It doesn't smudge. I hate smudges. Oh, I think you said you had a mascara for Aaron as well, right? I do. I have that too. I have that too. I just have to remember to bring it to you. It's coming. It's coming. She and I have been talking and she wanted to try their products and I've wanted to try their products ever since I heard about their Bigger Than Beauty Promise, which is mm-hmm. for every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help communities thrive. Get that? Thrive? You heard it? Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. over 300 Smart. giving partners across the country supporting numerous causes. I just mm-hmm. checked out their website and many of these partners support survivors of domestic abuse, survivors of Mm -hmm. cancer, victims of human trafficking. They're doing the good work and it feels good to buy products that go towards helping folks thrive. Agreed. And you heard it here, folks. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to thrivecosmetics.com slash O-C-T. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com forward slash OCT for 15% off your first order. That's pretty good. Can I get 15 off? Yeah, everybody. All right, let's do it. I would love to take it back to when you were married. How long were you married to your husband? And and what was that like for you? Because I, this is this is not a, an experience that is limited to just you. There are many folks out mm-hmm. there who have gone down the same path as you and realized later in life or come out later in life. So with, with the, the queer thing. <laughs> right, right. Um, totally. Yeah. Take us back to that. And what was it like? And how, how young did you get married and all that stuff? Yeah. I mean, I was, let's see, how old was I? We were together for about 10 years. So yeah, I think I was late twenties when we first got together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's actually, it's not something I'm totally comfortable talking about publicly. Okay. Um, okay. Just because, you know, he's got his own side of the story. But, but yeah, it was, you know, it definitely became more and more clear to me over time. And I think, interestingly, I think after having kids, it became more clear. And I don't know if there's something there, you know, sort of hormonally or, you know, just kind of like, okay, I'm sort of past that time of my life of childbearing, you know? And so then this other aspect I think was more able to show up. So yeah, it was, it was tough. It was really, really a difficult experience. Mm -hmm. And I think what I eventually came to was that, you know, what's good for me is ultimately going to be good for my kids. Um, You know, I had to get to that through lots of therapy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because it was like, it felt like a selfish decision mm. at first mm-hmm. that I was, mm. you know, breaking up the family or making this really difficult thing for them to go through and all of that. Um, but ultimately it came to, you know, if I was, you know, unhappy and hiding who I was and I was in such this, you know, this dire state um, that ultimately that negatively affects them and impacts them. So it was tough. Yeah. Well, was hats really off tough. to you for, prioritizing my I always believe that we need to take care of ourselves first put your thingy on your face first and then worry about the kids but we get trained that no the kids are the most important thing in the world but I'm I would be a shit parent if I didn't Mm -hmm. handle my stuff and my do my self-care and it may seem luxurious at times but good for you for knowing that and understanding that Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, I was just, mm-hmm. thank you. I was just recently reflecting on just what a better parent I am than I was a few years ago. And so much of that has to do with, you know, the work I've done to come out. Wow. And, you know, and they're benefiting from that in so many ways. And also in the ways that they know that they can explore their gender and, you know, all these other ways of living and loving and being that a lot of their classmates have not explored mm-hmm. at all. Right. Are you experiencing freedom right. with your eight and 10 year old because they're at that point? I know, Jamie, you're not there. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> you still have a four yeah. year old. My who kids is are the cutest eight little and boy. four. Oh, but yeah. it's oh. a different world, right? The eight, 10 yes. years. Don't you feel like you can oh breathe gosh. a little bit now? Yes. Like, Honey, I'm breathing <laughs> all over the place. It's the best. <laughs> I mean, I'm breathing totally. with my eight-year-old. I just don't have that with my four-year-old yet. But he's the best. No, it'll he's come. He's basically literally on top of me. But that's okay. Yes. That's all right. <laughs> and you know what? I want to say also hats off, Josie, for knowing your boundaries and for being mm. able to voice your boundaries so well. Because that's, that's, for me... That's very difficult. And I don't want to, and I would never want to ask you questions that you're uncomfortable. So I'm so glad that you have the space within yourself and the courage within yourself to say, "Mm, it's not really something, right? So absolutely. um, Thank you for that. And please continue to do that as this interview goes along. I went through the big D Mm. as well. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's Mm -hmm. a whole additional thing on our community that is, you go through all the feels, you go through all the feels about it. Yeah. So I get it. Totally. Yeah. So you, you found yourself, you're married to, the, to your husband, and then you have to make a huge transition. And how does that go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. It was simultaneously like the most difficult, painful, horrible, awful thing to go through and the most like ecstatic, <laughs> joy-filled like full of love and new things. It was like being a teenager again, you know, in a lot of ways. It was so incredible. So it was just that complexity of both of those experiences happening side by side was really intense. Yeah, I look back on those times and I'm like, wow. Also, props to my wife who like weathered that with me and yeah, for real. That's not an easy process to go through with someone. So you met your wife first and then went through this process. No, I actually was going through this process um, and we had already separated and we hadn't officially divorced yet, but we were already separated. Um, And then I met her. So yeah, luckily it was, she was not the impetus for the divorce, which is nice. And either way, no, no shade either way. If it happened that way, you Yeah, for sure. Because that happens. I think that happens a lot. Well, it's happened to me. Did I just point backwards at myself? It's all (laughs) kinds of ways. When I think when people are in unhappy situations, marriages, whether they're with men or women or or Mm non-binary folks, it's hard. Yeah. So I'm going to skip past some things because I know you said you didn't want to mention. But so the Mm -hmm. divorce has happened. You've Mm -hmm. been seeing your girlfriend at the time. Did Mm -hmm. you at that point think you would ever get married again? Oh, my gosh. I was really hesitant. I was really hesitant about it because I just didn't want to go through a divorce again, mm-hmm. um, which is always a possibility if you get married. So um, I think it was funny when we were first dating, 
we, she kind of was joking with me, like, don't make me wait like six years. And we just got married. So it's been five years. (laughs) So you didn't make her wait six years. Good job, Josie. Good job. (laughs) You you got it right before that cutoff. Good job. Yeah, totally. So, and I think what had to happen too was not necessarily to trust her or our relationship, but to trust myself. Yes. Thank you for saying yeah. that. That was the ticker for me, too. I, I got married, two, yeah. remarried two years ago. And the trusting mm, yourself to mm-hmm. know that. Well, what do you mean by that? Yes. Delve like, into that. Like, I trusted myself to know that I could get out of that situation again if I needed to and if it wasn't right for me. And that I could do it in a way to that it wouldn't completely make my life fall apart. You know better now, or, right? So you would do better. Right. I would do better. I would do it differently. I would, you know, and I also trusted myself to choose differently, you know, like that this partner is so different, you know, from um, the last relationship. So it just, it felt like I trusted where, where I was coming from when I chose this new partner as well. And then when the trust is in me and not outside of me, it's easier to, let myself be more vulnerable because it's like, I know I'm not going to let myself down, you know? You are preaching. It's not like, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's not like out of my hands, right? you know? You're in Mm -hmm. control of your destiny Mm -hmm. as much as you can, but you're responsible for your joy, happiness. Right. Awesome. Totally. How quickly did you introduce the kiddos and how did Mm. that go? Yeah. Yeah. We introduced them. Oh gosh. We were probably dating. I think it was probably a few months in and we just introduced her as my friend. And so she mm-hmm. was, a, you know, mommy's close friend for a long time. That's slept um, over time and then, time. Stayed yes, in the bed, and then mommy, we started having sleepovers. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they would always be like, are you going to sleep over? They would love it. You know, oh. Oh. Um, does she have children? Yeah, and just, um, no, okay. she has no children. Yeah. And well, so now she, um, now she does. She does. She got two now. Now she does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now she does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was cute. I think they really, well, it was funny when she finally moved in, they said to me, or actually, I think they might've said it to her. They were like, so um, do you have clothes or do you need to borrow some clothes or are we going <laughs> to, do we need to give her, you know, like, did she, like as if she just she showed up on our door. Underwear? Like, yeah. does she need socks, yeah. mom? Like, you know, because they're always does she just come, like, I have some. Does she come with anything? Yeah. <laughs> does she come with anything? Or is she going to need my bed? What's yeah. happening? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's so cute. Um, and, and so, okay, so that's great. And then when did you, did you have a conversation? Well, obviously, because now she lives with you and, and it's, You're married. it's more than just... <laughs> Mommy's best friend who likes to sleep in the yeah. same bed for random reasons. <laughs> <laughs> totally. How did that conversation go? Oh, it was so sweet. I just remember talking to my oldest first and, and letting her know um, that my wife and I were not only just friends, but that we were in love and that we were dating. And she just lit up like her whole face just was like, beaming and she was so happy and excited and kind of nervous but it was like it was the sweetest reaction it was so genuine um that she just I don't know it kind of felt like a like a light bulb moment for her was like oh that that's that's possible like that's a possibility 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was actually, it's a really sweet memory for me telling her that. That's awesome. Yeah. And with my youngest, I don't really remember telling my youngest. I think she was just like, cool. <laughs> well, they were little then. It was Fine. what, three and they were five little. or something like that? Three and yeah. five-ish. Yeah, totally. That's a great mm-hmm. age for that transition to happen because yes. it's not, you know, doing it at, at 11, I would imagine right. would be a lot more impact mm-hmm. on yeah, the kids. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a good age. And so now you are this blended family and um, mm-hmm. it's working out. Yeah, it's great. It's been amazing to watch um, Melissa and my kids develop their own bond and their own relationship um, that has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a whole separate connection that has really grown and blossomed over time in a really organic natural way there was no forcing um so i think that's been the coolest one of the coolest things to watch because i didn't really know how that would go you know and have there have there been any challenges along the way are there any moments you can think back on and wow that was a really challenging time and we made it through oh my gosh (laughs) i mean all of it yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was challenging um Yeah, I mean, there's an age difference between me and my wife. And so I'm older. I'm seven years older. So actually, we were just talking about this the other day that like, there was definitely a grieving period for both of us. You know, there was a grieving period for me, um, you know, letting go of the life that I thought I was going to have, you know, even though I chose to leave that life and create a new one, it was still really hard. And I really grieved, Mm. you know, having that like, that that nuclear family that I thought that I was going to have and what I thought I was signing up for. So there was a lot of grief in the beginning of letting go of that chapter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also mm-hmm. for my wife, she was really living like a bachelor lifestyle um, and really, you know, <laughs> going away every weekend. And she's really active. She's a, a rock climber. And um, at the time she was doing lots of mountain biking as well. And you know, hanging out with a whole crew of friends who were much younger. Living like she was the dream. oldest. Rock yes, climbing, exactly. mountain biking. Living that rock climbing. Exactly. Get, up, exactly. get up that rock. Yeah. You, you get up that rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And so then it's like suddenly she's a, um, in a step parent role, mm. you know, and and in a completely different experience than any of her friends, mm. you know. So that was. Um, you know, there was a lot of grief there, too, because she was really shifting yeah. lifestyles, yeah, to be with me. Wow, yeah, because it's no joke having two kids at home that you're watching and taking care of. and oof. That spontaneously kind totally. of are there. Not spontaneously. Of course, you integrate yeah. it, but it's still, I right. imagine shock. I know my wife came into my son's life when he was nine, mm. and I watched how crazy I could be. and. Yeah. We had to talk about it. I'm like watching myself be crazy because it's someone brand new with the most important thing that I ever helped create. You know what I mean? Did you experience that? Oh, you mean crazy towards Aaron? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, are you sure mm-hmm. you like him? Because if you don't, just tell me you don't. So we don't have to like, I want to know if you don't like each other. Like I was, I kept, right. cause I didn't want to waste time and go through heartache. I was real clear that if they don't click, then we mm-hmm. don't click. Right. And they're both slow burns. 
You're like, they take, they're, uh-huh. they're like, hmm, let me look at you. I'm the one who's <laughs> like, oh my God, I love you instantly, instant A. And then I hate you two weeks later. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's just, I am an instant A and my son and right. my wife are, you got to earn those A's. So. Are they Capricorns? Oh my God. Chance? My wife is a Capricorn. My son is Aries. <laughs> Who's the Capricorn? What's your son? Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. You, my, oh, my God. Josie and Josie, e, you are like Josie. two brands yes. meant for a box. i just going to step out of this conversation <laughs> no, and let y'all take it away because here we go with the horoscope <laughs> and the stuff. It is oh, reliable. It's based on e the just, stars, I, the moon, e was, and the quasars. I, let me just tell you something. I just have to tell you something. I, we were together yesterday, E and I, and I was like, I'm having a rough day. I'm having a case of the Mondays. E was like, well, let me get your, let me get your horoscope out and let me tell you what's going on with you. I was like, I, can you please? But people laugh, okay. but it's real Take science. It anyway, so what, what sign are, are your family members? So my wife is a Capricorn. So when you mm. said that, I was like, that sounds like my wife. Yep. <laughs> and what sign are you? So I'm a Pisces. You're water, what are you? Cancer. Oh my God. We oh. have similar relationships, I bet you. We do. Yeah. So you're, the, I, I'm going to assume here, are you the emotive one? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, for sure. She is like all about systems and optimizing and practicality and like, you know, just like has it all down. And I'm just like, but how does it feel? <laughs> <laughs> we decided that we ha- we speak in different languages. So I'll say, yeah. can you say that in my language? And she'll really yeah. stop and say, okay, <laughs> it feels like, <laughs> and then when I'm speaking her language, I have to go, okay, take feeling out of it. Just make it dry and tasteless. And, right. I, and then practical and logistical. And then that's how she... She gets it. Oh my yeah. gosh. I love it. Thank God there are folks out there like Josie doing their very best to make our family building journeys accessible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, mm-hmm. we still have a long way to go for true accessibility for all. It's true. We really do. And not only do we queer folks have to pay for the normal expenses everyone does when we become adults, like, you know, weddings, cars, buying homes, all the stuff, student debt. A lot Mm. of times we find ourselves facing ginormous costs to make our families, even with the help of folks like Josie and this here podcast. You know, there's still costs. Absolutely. And listen, folks. If you're thinking about and or ready for that next baby making chapter in your life or you just want to buy something nice for yourself, we have a way to help you get rid of any high interest credit card debt you might have so you can start this journey with a clean slate. Yes. Now might be the time to consolidate any debt you might have and pay it off faster with a low fixed rate loan from Lightstream. A credit card consolidation from Lightstream can help you pay off your credit cards and lock in a low fixed interest rate. Rates start at 5.73% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. And you can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 and there are absolutely no fees. And you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Amazing. Just for our listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash OCT. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot C-O-M com forward slash O-C-T. Disclaimer, subject to credit approval, rates range from 5.73% APR to 19.99% APR and include 0.5% 
auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash OCT for more. So did you have a big wedding? Yeah, we just had it uh, about four weeks ago, almost. Yeah, a little bit. So it was beautiful. It was not big. It was 30 people That's great. just in the mountains That's near perfect. where we live. Mm. And it was stunning. It was so beautiful. And we, you know, just invited the inner circle, you know, the most important people to us. And so it was very queer centered. We tried to hire mostly queer vendors and um, the venue was queer owned. It was just, it felt really affirming, very That's healing. Awesome. That's yeah. great. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And I feel like we should talk about, because I feel like your whole life, or at least this, your whole adult life has led to kind of like where you are and what you're doing now. Can you talk to us a little mm-hmm. bit about what you're doing and affirming um, care you're providing to our community? Yeah, yeah, totally. So the fertility method that I developed um, is called the whole self fertility method. And it really takes into account intersecting oppressed identities. And in addition to, you know, balancing different energies in the body in order to conceive. Um, So I've been an acupuncturist for about 14 years. And I've been focused on reproductive health um, for most of that time. That's my specialty and kind of where I've always felt most passionate is in the reproductive health realm. And so as I was coming out, um, you know, I started to focus more on um, serving the LGBTQ community and getting pregnant and not just, you know, cis women. Mm-hmm. So that was a big shift um, mm-hmm. that, you know, what I did to shift there was really, you know, take a lot of courses from mentors and teachers who I really love and respect and admire so much, who I've learned so much from. One of my main teachers is King Ya, who's you can find them on Instagram at Queer Birth Worker. Oh, I, I follow them. Yeah, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, I love that account. So yeah, learning, you know, from from them and then from several other teachers and people I've met through them. And then also just conducting my own interviews, you know, through not just my podcast, but also just interviewing queer couples um, and queer families. Um, And not just queer couples, but, you know, families who have more than one parent involved in bringing the baby into the world. And just interviewing them and seeing what they need and what their barriers are, um, and then creating offerings to meet those needs. I was introduced to acupuncture for fertility when I was trying to get pregnant because I had PCOS and I had lifelong, uh, very irregular periods, like no period for two Mm -hmm. years, then all of a sudden for three months bleeding. Like it was crazy. Uh, Western medicine was kind of trash about it. And it's when, really terrible. It was like, terrible. You but, can't get answers. But the acupuncturist, mm-hmm. I went to Yin and Tonic Acupuncture in New York. <laughs> and I mean, it was one of my best friends at the time who was <laughs> the person doing it, the acupuncturist. And I was surprised at how, how fast, one, it worked and how mm-hmm. balancing out, like she was always like, I'm moving the chi, I'm doing, and I didn't know what the hell she was <laughs> talking about. I just got on the thing and went to sleep. She put some lavender on my thing to cover my eyes. And I just went into another world. And ever mm-hmm. since I have not seen an acupuncturist, sadly, for too long with COVID, everything that happened. But I have had mm-hmm. 
since that treatment, my periods are clockwork. Wow. Clockwork. That's amazing. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I went through um, two and a half years of infertility. I couldn't get pregnant. And I finally started going to an acupuncturist for the last six months of it. And I think that that mm. was a huge factor in me finally getting pregnant, amongst other things. Nice. Yeah. And so I am a huge advocate for acupuncture if you can afford it and things like that. And so that's my right. next question is to you. How are, how are you working to make this accessible? Because there are certain um, demographics of folks who just don't have the extra funds or don't have the resources to get to an acupuncture clinic. And so... Mm-hmm. What what are you doing uh, in that realm? How are you making this accessible to all? Because that's I feel like that's somewhat your mission, right? To mm-hmm. to make this truly accessible to the folks who really yeah. need it. Totally, yeah. So that's probably the main reason that I created my online program because I felt like you know anyone who is not able because a lot like you said a lot of folks aren't able to even come in or they don't have access to, maybe they do have access to an acupuncturist, but not a fertility specialist. Mm -hmm. Um, And also that there's so much more information that I want to be able to go over with my patients during our one-on-one session. And we just don't have time Mm. because, you know, I only get, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes with them and the rest of it is acupuncture and they're laying there with needles. in. so, um, (laughs) isn't that new? What's new? The time frame now that insurance is oh. offering it. Because I was doing my acupuncture before insurance would yeah. even cover it. Right. And the intake. And it depends on your insurance, too, because mm-hmm. my insurance does not cover it at all. Right. But now right. that insurance covers it, you get 15 minutes, whereas it they, used to be like an hour and a half for intake. You were able to right. talk. You go through all of the stuff in your body and how it feels right. and the heat and blah, blah, blah. And now it's yeah. so different because once again, big pharma or big right. whatever is involved. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I still do my my initial intake is two hours, um, but I just can't bill insurance for all of it. Right. Um, and then yeah, and then when I said the fifteen minutes, that's usually just us. That's for follow up treatments when I'm just talking with them, and then the rest of the time they you know they're resting with needles, and so that's usually a half hour. Um, so the whole treatment's still an hour, but yeah, the billing. You can only bill insurance for 15-minute increments. So I'll try Mm -hmm. to do like, I think they won't let you bill now for more than two two increments of 15 minutes, which is kind of funny. So, Hmm. but yeah. How they're manipulating that science that has nothing to do with it. Like, how do you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, sorry. How do they know like how much time? Yeah, I know. It's pretty, and I used to be a medical insurance biller in my previous life. Oh my God. So. Medical billing and coding. Oh, I did so it too. you know all about it. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I created Fertile. Um, so it's a five-week online program for folks with wombs, and it's queer, trans, and non-binary centered, um, and especially for people of the global majority, um, which is what I call people of color (BIPOC). And so scholarships are available for people of the global majority, and then there's a sliding scale available for. Um, for everyone else. And so there's a lot of different ways you can um, access this program. Um, And then I'm also more recently putting out some smaller, more bite-sized webinars that are um, like an hour and a half long that are at a much smaller price point, about $35 for each one. And what would one learn in these? Yeah. So in Fertile, the whole self-fertility method is based on the five elements. So we go through um, it's a Chinese medicine perspective 
a way to bring the body back into balance um, in order to conceive. And so we spend each week on a different element. The participants learn uh, what their personal diagnosis is, what their traditional Chinese medicine diagnosis is. And then based on that, um, we have, you know, body movement recommendations, nourishment and food recommendations, um, you know, de-stress techniques, all these things. And then at what point of your cycle to do those things. And so Mm. at the end, they fill out um, a customized fertility plan, Mm. you know, based on their diagnosis. And then, you know, what recommendations apply to them so they can have their own, you know, customized plan at the end. And then I also offer actually certification for the whole self-fertility method for other healthcare practitioners and um, community workers who want to learn how to support um, queer, trans, and non-binary folks with wombs to conceive. So, um, so I've had a few people go through that certification process, which has been really cool too. And then the three little more bite-sized webinars that I have, uh, one is how to prepare for IUI and IVF. One is endometriosis and fertility, really diving into that. Um, that's part of my fertility story is I had pretty severe endometriosis, um, which is how I ended up, I'm backtracking a little bit, but that's how I ended up specializing in fertility in the first place was because I had fertility struggles um, getting pregnant with my two kids. Mm-hmm. And then the third webinar is answering the question, what affects fertility the most? Because that's a question I get a lot. Oh, what is um, it? <laughs> no, I'm like, what is it? <laughs> you got to take the webinar. Oh, I got to take <laughs> uh, You know what? Nice, Josie. Oh, I see you. Oh, you're no, right. Josie. All right. <laughs> it's great that you're doing the work to help our community out. Thanks. Yeah, I love it. It's been amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad to know that it's the acupuncture and Chinese medicine piece is really that you're bringing it to our folk because mm-hmm. it, I think it can also not only save money and time, there was a sense of, I, I did not end up having a baby out of my body. However, mm. the peace of mind that I was able to get just my cycle regulating And instead of having, I had a lot of hormonal issues because I wasn't having a menstrual cycle in a traditional way. It Mm -hmm. was just, and I had never heard of it until, you know, my friend was like, I'm going to acupuncture school. And I was like, what? Why? I don't understand. What's that? And so I was introduced to it in that way. And I'm hoping that it gets even more mainstream Mm -hmm. now that insurance has jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. So what advice would you give to somebody who doesn't really have access to an acu- a fertility acupuncturist who can help their particular body, be they trans, mm-hmm. be they non-binary, be they queer in any way? If there's mm-hmm. nobody in their immediate world who is really a helper, what would you recommend? To take fertile. To take your <laughs> workshop. That's, that's why I made it. That's totally why I made it. For folks who don't have anything in the near vicinity or anything that's accessible, for sure. Mm. Yeah, because then they can learn what they can do on their own. Um, and then plus they get plugged into our community, you know, our fertile community. So then they, you know, then we have all sorts of lived experiences and, um, you know, folks that, to offer value on how to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You recently remarried. And you mm-hmm. are in the fertility world, and you mentioned that you are. You guys planning more? Is that safe to? Oh no, 
Yeah. No, we're done. We're done? Okay. We're always trying to make babies on this show, so. Yeah, especially Jamie. You know, She's we trying to make more... everybody have babies. I'm always trying to make babies. So that's okay. You do you. That's fine. Um, but um, tell, please tell us. Tell everybody, where can everybody find you and how can they get the help they need? Yeah. Um, so my website is intersectionalfertility.com. Um, that's where everything is. You can find fertile there. You can find the sliding scale and the scholarship information on there. Um, and then all the webinars are on there as well. You can just click on learn at the top. And then I'm on Instagram at intersectional fertility. And I post um, pretty often there about my upcoming offerings and things like that. Okay. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing your yourself with us we really appreciate it yes it's been great to meet you and talk to you yeah thanks for having me oh josie josie so good to know there are folks out there doing the good work for the lgbtqia plus 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 community (laughs) right yes and please be sure to check out josie's website intersectionalfertility.com to learn more and to sign up for their courses. Yes, sign up for their courses. They have upcoming courses all the time. They have online courses. Just go to the website and you'll see it all. They have a beautiful website. I wonder who did their design. I love it very much. You know, that was my first live (laughs) Josie, I believe, that I've ever met in person. The only Josie I know is Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, Oh, you don't remember. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. How about our merch? (laughs) If you love this show and want to represent your love for us, And our beautiful families, you need to head to our shop and get some If These Ovaries Could Talk, the Queer Families podcast merchandise. Yes, we have all kinds of merch, and this is the perfect time to get it because it's the holidays. They're coming up. They're coming upon us. Get your whole family things about queerness. Why the fuck not? There's so many designs, and you can put those designs on any product in the store. T-shirts, mugs, notebooks, face masks, laptop cases, whatever you want. Go to link in bio on our Instagram page to get to the store. And don't forget to buy the book that Jamie and Robin wrote. It's called If These Ovaries Could Talk, The Things We've Learned About Making an LGBTQ Family. Good job. Thank you. You can get it anywhere you buy books. It's chock full of stories, just like the one you heard in today's EP. That's episode. Oh, my God. Yes. And um, it's broken up into categories of themes that pop up for our families that we hear in the, in the show all the time, like the search for Superman, the donor search, choosing the donor, being out with your kids, etc. You can pick the topic you want and you go in deep on what all the folks had to say on that topic. It's an easy pick it up and put it down book. It's also a great gift for your parents for the holidays so they can understand our families. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And don't forget, we've already talked a lot about it, but join us on Patreon. Patreon, yes. Help us out, create this super important queer content. Head to patreon.com slash ovaries talk. To sign up and get that bonus content. I knew you were going to do it. I beat you to it. (laughs) You did. And on our socials, check out Ovaries Talk on the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, and the TikToks. If Mm -hmm. these ovaries could talk on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Also, thank you to our sponsors, Thrive Cosmetics and Lightstream. (laughs) 
<laughs> Lightstream is the nation's premier online consumer lender. They offer low interest fixed rate loans from $5,000 to $100,000 for practically any purpose. Did you like that radio voice? That was good, I think right? y'all need to wrap it up. What's going on? <laughs> Sorry, I need y'all to wrap it up. This is oh, wait, Helen. that's Helen. That's yeah. Helen. Okay. Huge thank you to the Patreons. Helen and Beulah are making us wrap it up. Eggs. Ovaries. If these ovaries could talk, they would say, X ovaries out.